0: Welcome to FMH InsureCast, a podcast created by Farmers Mutual Hail, designed to deliver expertise and insights from trusted FMH team members and industry experts. Each new episode will dive into new
1: products, industry updates and innovative solutions. Let's get to today's topic. Welcome back to the FMH InsureCast. I am your host, Ryan Bennis. On today's episode, we are talking acreage reporting. Whether through precision reporting or traditional methods, we are discussing all the ways we can make this process more efficient for both agents and farmers. On today's show, we have Ken Ripley and Evan Harbert to help guide us through acreage reporting and precision acreage reporting. Ken and Evan, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having
1: us. Yes, thank you. Both of you have been on the show before, but could you give us a quick intro of who you are and how you fit in with FMH? Uh, Ken, let's start with you. Glad
2: to. So Ken Ripley, I'm the regional sales manager for the Northwest region of FMH and reside out of Minnesota. So glad to be on board here with you again today, right?
0: Awesome. Evan? I'm Evan Harbert. I'm a precision tech specialist with the company and I'm located in central Illinois. And I primarily cover Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio. And then I've got a couple agencies in some of those fringe states as well.
1: Perfect. So both Ken and Evan will be helping guide us through this acreage reporting show. Ken and Evan, give us a little update on how planting is going in your neck of the woods. And just so we can timestamp this, this is April the 13th and it is 2022. Go ahead, Ken.
2: Up here in Minnesota, not much has happened. I did hear of a couple areas where fertilizers getting put on and uh, hydras being put on, but we're, we're a little bit behind. We've just been kind of cool. I know a lot of my region, especially North Dakota, unfortunately, is uh, getting walloped with a snowstorm here the last few days. So planting is still a a few weeks away, the way it looks, unfortunately, for my region.
0: So in my area, currently, we've got some pretty severe storms rolling through. About three weeks ago, we did have a nice warm spell with some wind. We got some anhydrous on. Ever since then, the last couple of weeks, it's kind of been wet and cold. So I would say in my general area, we're probably at least two to three weeks out from really getting into the fields too much. But I would say generally for Illinois, we're at least 10 days out.
1: Sure. Sure. Well, and I'm in central Iowa and I would say it's no different. So coldish and wettish maybe to the east and just coldish and dryish to the west. (laughs) So although As Ken mentioned, there's quite a bit of uh, moisture that we've had over the last couple of days, depending on where you're at. But let's uh, let that transition us to, let's just say we have a little too much moisture. We're gonna talk about some traditional reporting tips here, right? So even as we're thinking about acreage reporting, there's a couple other things that kind of come ahead of that. Some of the issues that we could see. Ken, talk to me about a couple problems we might have before we even get into uh, reporting our acres.
2: As I mentioned before, North Dakota is getting uh, snow here right now, and one of the concerns that I have for my region is the lateness of this snow and just the ability to shed moisture in that state, uh, the fear of prevent plant. Um, so one of the things in the area I'm from, we're very used to having our, the one and 4 rule for eligibility for prevent plant. Now that is nationwide. So one of the things that agents and and insureds need to be reminded of is what that means. So for crop insurance now to have any acres be eligible for prevented planting coverage, you have to have planted, harvested, and insured at least one time in the last four years. If you haven't done that, or let me take that one step further. So let's say you picked up new land that you've never farmed and the prior farmer didn't have crop insurance technically that ground is not eligible for insurance for prevent plant coverage because it hasn't met the one in four rule, which is now a nationwide requirement for prevent plant. So hopefully we don't get into that. And maybe by talking about it now, it's gonna not happen with these commodity prices. I know all farmers really wanna get that crop in the ground. So that is one thing all agents and producers need to be aware of. And we've got a report as a company that can assist agents and growers with what that eligibility is in the unfortunate event that that does uh, happen for us in this spring.
1: Right, right. Next on this uh, list here, I have replant as well. And, and replant, um, at least at this point, maybe doesn't seem like as big of issue as just being able to plant, period. But a couple reminders. One is if you did happen to plant before the early plant date for your region, um, there is no replant coverage there. That doesn't mean you don't have insurance, but it just means you do not have eligibility for that replant payment. And if you do need to replant and you are eligible for that payment, you need to notify the company that you're working with and your agent so that you can get a claim turned in and an adjuster out there before you replant. Otherwise, if you replant without our consent, then there may not be a payment associated with it. So a couple of quick reminders there before we get too far in here. but I want to transition and assuming, hopefully, knock on wood, that planting does go okay here, and it is still the middle of April, but whenever we get snow in April, things get a little frightening, right? Um, (laughs) But assuming that we do have quality planting conditions here soon, once we're all finished, Ken, we're going where to report our acres?
2: Good news. So we're going to be reporting at FSA and the good news I want to report is I've just talked to my local office today and the offices are open as long as what they inform me is that they're if their county is low on COVID cases, they're going to have their doors open this year. If they get to high elevations, unfortunately, they're going to have to go to a closed office and do it like we were in the last couple of years. But as of right now, they're welcoming us in to, uh, to report Reporter acres. So that's where they'd go. To do that, the only thing I want to point out as well, being a farmer myself, is if you've added some land or you have some uh, ownership changes on some land or something, make sure why we got our downtime. Call the FSA office, let them know of those changes to so make sure that ground, if it has to get a new farm number, we get that stuff in the process right now. So that by reporting here, the um, after we get it planted, we have a farm number that the new farm number that's attached to that ground and up and running for. Our reporting period.
1: Awesome. So no more picnic tables, no more sliding papers under the door. Yeah. At least no more, no more talking
2: (laughs) through the glass. And I know know the staff at the FSA office didn't like it any more than we did. But that's great. Knock on wood. We're gonna be able to be in person for 22.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So from an agent's point of view, now flipping the the script a little bit. Once a once a farmer has gone in and reported their acres to FSA, there are a couple different ways that the agent can then actually report those acres to us, the AIP, in this case, Farmers Mutual Hail. And so we're going to talk through a couple of levels of service, and then we're going to finish actually by talking about precision reporting, which actually may be something you can do before you even go into the FSA office. But let's talk about some more traditional methods or methods that are used by a wider population here. And so the first one that I want to talk about is just reporting our traditional FSA acres. But there's a special process that we can actually use that we actually receive acres straight from FSA as the, as the AIP, as the crop insurance company. Ken, can you talk to me about that process? What is it? How does it work? And how can an agent uh, benefit from it and, and the farmer at the same time?
2: So we've got a process that's called, actually, there's an acronym, uh, Accuracy, uh, A-C-R-S-I. And I hate to say it, but right now, I don't remember what accuracy stands for.
1: (laughs) You know what, Ken? I am pretty sure it is the Acreage Crop Reporting Streamlining Initiative.
2: Hey, awesome. The accuracy system allows that data. If a producer has gone into FSA and certified, that data will be available to the RMA and then down to the AIP like ourselves, FMH, for us to have an agent pull that data directly into our processing system, which is FMHA. With that process, the benefit for an agent is the uh, speed that that occurs in. So once that data is available, they can automatically pull it onto the policy, pre-fill an acreage report, and then as a review with, their, with the customer to make sure that those crops and acres got reported to the right unit, but it takes out a lot of that uh, labor of disseminating a 578 down to an acreage report. So if an agent hasn't tried that, I highly, highly encourage them to take a look at this process because it will save you time. We're not going to guarantee it's perfect because it's electronic data transfer, but even if it's only 80%, that's 80% of the time you have saved in the reporting process.
1: So Ken, one thing I pulled out of there that I think is probably the most impactful for especially our agents is that when we take in that information, it's not just generating a new report, although it is. The most important or the key part there is that it's actually matching those CLUs straight to a unit that's already existing in the, on the policy. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Yeah. So yeah. our system is going to use that FSN number, the legal description, any other attributes, whether it's practice, for example, irrigated not. it's going to use those attributes from the 578 and auto match it in our system right to the appropriate unit to help with that reporting process.
1: Perfect. So accuracy can help us get acres reported and That isn't the only way to report acres in our system. There's other ways as well. But as a basic level of service and getting those acres reported, I would say accuracy is something that people should uh, definitely look at if, if we have not in the past. So Evan, you've been sitting there quiet though. And I want to talk about maybe the next level of service here. And I think the next level of service has to do with basically having a map after we've reported those acres. So tell me a little bit about what's maybe changed with our mapping system and how this is going to impact both agents and insureds. And I should say that the major changes to our mapping were actually last year, but we're still, uh, we're still getting familiar with them. So go ahead. We
0: got to where our mapping system talks directly with our policy side. Now they're one big system that talks back and forth. So as Ken just mentioned a little bit ago, he said auto map. So That's a process to where once those acres have been put on the policy, so either if you imported them through accuracy or if you went through and manually keyed all your acreages, they will display in our mapping system now. So that opens up all the capabilities to our map-based reports. So we can now provide that producer with a map-based combo report so they can report their acres. They just seem to be really beneficial as you're going through talking to the producers, I mean, you can rattle off that FSN and they're not really for sure what field you're talking about. But if you can provide them with a map and show them and you're like, "Hey, this is the FSN, but it's this field in the upper right-hand corner of this map." Yep, that's Bob's back 40. I know exactly what it was. This is what we did there this year. Perfect. Um, they they're just very beneficial to the producer and the agency agent both and also for the adjusting staff. It just helps everybody get on the same level of communication to know which field we're talking about.
1: Yeah. And so not only is that visual there available in in our system in FMHA, but it's also available then in map based reports. Right. So we have both map books. We have a a acreage reporting and a combo form that we can use and so makes all of that a lot easier and that is definitely the next level of service. Once we've reported those acres if we can make sure that they're also arranged correctly on the map and maybe, you know, we've done our splits if we have more than one crop in a CLU, then it becomes real clear what what has been planted where. But, Evan, there is another level of service here that our agents can provide our farmers and and probably the one that has the most benefits for both farmers and agents. And that would be leveraging precision, which is your area of expertise. However, we do have somewhat of a celebrity here on our hands, which is Ken. Ken is the pioneer of using precision data for crop insurance reporting. And so, actually, I wanted to start with you, Ken, because we've come a long ways when it comes to precision reporting. And I just wanted you to give us a little bit of a background and then have Evan maybe get into the deeper details of why it's such a benefit for both farmers and agents.
2: Yeah. So I think back 2010 was the first year when I was uh, John Deere crop insurance that we started the uh, precision uh, integration piece. And I'm our farm uh, here in Southern Minnesota was the first one to go through this process. We brought the data in from apex. So those uh, John Deere users know that uh, very user-friendly, I'm saying that with the tongue-in-cheek system, (laughs) was able to transfer that data over to, uh, at that time, the John Deere system. So I can't tell you how excited I am with how far precision has come, the integration now with the different platforms out there, and we've used it on our farm since 2010, and it is a game changer for us and just provides so much simplicity. So I'll let uh, Evan get into more of the weeds on it, but boy, it's uh, it's come a long ways from 2010, the first year we we rolled this out.
1: Yeah, and I think that uh, I think that it's very surprising to hear 2010, just because of the fact that for so many farmers, this is still a brand new process, and they think that this is uh something that is brand new to FMH or brand new to the industry. But we've been doing it for over a decade, so lots of uh, lots of tweaking on our end to make it uh what it is today but evan talk to me about what it is today what kind of crops are it, is it available on some other general facts about maybe whatever you got because i know you can prepare with some stuff
0: yeah so precision is actually available on 29 different crops those include our corn soybeans wheat sorghum Just another wide assortment of crops. You could do it on peanuts, popcorn, sweet corn, millet. I mean, there's just the list goes on and on to 29. And just because it's not on the list currently doesn't mean if you're already using precision on a certain crop, we may not be able to use that data to report in the future. A lot of people don't actually realize that whenever we're recording those precision acres and using them on your insurance policy, that ACR acre total actually takes rank over the FSA totals. So RMA actually prefers you use your precision acres if you have them because they are more accurate. And then just going through, there's a lot of different benefits to using precision. I mean, obviously, you're going to have premium savings if you're not planting as many acres as what um, FSA says you are. And then as you move forward through that process, it's a lot more streamlined. So I know Ken was talking about the FSA office here a little bit ago. We can actually report your acres to the agency before you ever go certify at FSA. So, you know, if the doors aren't open, lots of wait time trying to get your meeting scheduled, you can actually transfer this data electronically to your agent through some of our direct connections. Um, We're partnered with. Climate field view and my John Deere both. And then we also utilize SMS so we can take data from any color of machine and be able to use that for your crop insurance.
1: Hey, Evan, I want to stop you right there and back up a little bit because I heard you mention premium savings. And I think I know where you got that from, but can you or Ken expand a little bit about how somebody's going to save premium by by using precision?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when I was talking premium savings, that would be traditionally they're going off of their FSA acres. So FSA has your boundaries drawn in their system saying how many acres are in each field. As the years have gone on, maybe there's a fence row around that field or a tree line. You may not actually be planting everything that FSA has on that map. So, for example, they may be calling it an 80 acre field where in reality, you've got waterways, tree lines that you might not be actually planting because you can't. So you might only be planting 76 acres of that field. So therefore, you've been paying premium on 80 acres when you're not actually planting all of those. So you're going to get that premium savings because you're only going to be paying for the acres that you're actually planting. And then that also helps boost your APH over time because you're not diluting those bushels.
1: Right. And I think that's another key point here. So if I'm taking my total production or my total bushels and dividing them by 76 versus 80, that is going to help my APH grow over time. So that's that's great. And you mentioned reporting acres to FSA before crop insurance. So what kind of process do we have in place that would allow an agent and insured to do that?
0: So we've got what we call our policyholder center. So that actually allows any FMH policyholder to create an account. And through that account, they can link their farm management software that they're using, whether that be Climate FieldView or My John Deere. Um, If they're not using one of those two, we do have the capabilities to just transfer their monitor data right through there. So the policyholder center is where all of our precision connections lie. There's just a lot of great benefits to our policyholder center. Even if you're not a precision user, I mean, you can get on there and you can view your adjuster contact information. If you got a claim, you can see basic policy information. You can also pay your premium online if you wish.
1: Awesome. So those are our main benefits then when it comes to acreage reporting. And that's what we're here to talk about. But I do want to brush on and maybe Ken, because you've gone through this so many years, can you talk to me, baby, about some of the benefits we'd see on the production side? Because we can also report uh, production through the precision process.
2: One of the key things, especially being an insured, an employee of the company, since I'm an insured of FMH, I'm under review every time I have a loss. So the benefit to me is when that data comes in, I calibrate my combine and, and report the data, have it all in specs. So when I have audits done that production is the hard record for a loss. But the other benefit that we see with other growers too is the ability for, if you have co grain and you know grain bands aren't getting any smaller. So there's a lot of operations where you have co grain. We can use the precision system to allocate that data out by entity, which is a huge time savings for those large operations. And, and I actually want to go back, For and add add on to what Evan was saying about reporting in and and with FSA reporting. Being, for example, up here in Minnesota, our state requires us to put like uh, filter strips along all of our waterways. So not every case do we have a CLU that has broken out that area that is in a grass strip along the waterway. Precision is a major time saver there because we know exactly what I planted in that CLU and then i can decipher out the area that that filter strip is that's not being planted and has to be reported at fsa as well as, as as grass in this case so just those features that farmers maybe forget about the precision really is a time saver and otherwise you may accidentally forget and report that all as corn or soybeans or whatever crop you grow And now you're paying premium on acres that are never there and may not be caught in a loss because you may not see that 16 foot strip along a river and forget that those acres are overstated. So, major uh, benefit to producers using their precision for acreage reporting and production reporting.
1: Yeah, that's great. I just want to tell a quick personal story about this. And and while I'm doing that, Ken and Evan, I'm throwing a little bit of a curveball at you guys. But if you can tell me, if you can think of that aha moment that you had with precision, whether it be yourself or through a, a farmer or an agent. I'd love to hear it, but I know mine actually was when, Ken, when when we first were getting together after FMH had acquired John Deere, and you were presenting to us the process, and I understood what it meant. But when you flashed up on the screen that all of a sudden uh, that 80-acre field was now 77 acres, and you took all the production for the last 10 years and you divided it by 77 instead of 80, And that became their new APH and that became what the basis for their guarantee was. That's when I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody that can be doing this should be doing this. Yeah. Um, Well, one of
2: my favorite ones too, I had a customer up in this case was in Northern Minnesota and they had put in some CRP that was measured off by the local FSA office or NRC office, I can't remember who had done at that time. But unfortunately they made an error in that measurement and the farmer had been obviously that crp was all planted to grass well uh, the grass was overplanted. and when we brought that data in against the clu we discovered he'd been under planting by eight acres on this one field and he could never understand why his aph was so bad on that field well the precision mm-hmm. is what caught it so that sold that producer and obviously they got those acres um, that were overseeded back into uh, production. But just something as simple as that, that just was an unfortunate mistake was made, uh, but it it went five years before it was caught.
1: Right. Evan, you have a... Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I would definitely have to say the aha moment for me. Um, We had a producer in Northern Illinois that had some irrigated pivots and as everybody knows with irrigated pivots, there's no exact way to go through and actually be able to say, hey, this was my production for my irrigated stuff and this was my production for my dryland corners. So it was always kind of a gray area when it came to reporting for that producer. He wasn't really confident in the numbers. And you know, as everybody knows, when it comes to insurance, you wanna be as spot on as you can. So once we got them set up on precision, we were actually able to use their precision data to split out their irrigated pivots from their non-irrigated corners. And just that process alone saved that producer so much time and was actually able to help boost his APH on that irrigated ground going forward because we had exact measurements on what was under that pivot and what was outside of it.
1: Very cool. Very few people go through this process and and stick through it and send their data and then decide that it wasn't for them. Um, most people are going through this and they're having uh, great success with it and sticking with it. So really, really good stuff there, guys. Okay, if you've stuck with us to this point and you're still kind of intrigued, you may have some questions. So we're going to knock a few of those questions out. And I think the biggest one, which we've already hinted at, it was just the fact that your precision acres, when it comes to reporting acres, could differ from what FSA says. So, Evan, talk to me about what are the implications of that? Does it matter?
0: So, it actually does not matter if your FSA acres and your policy acres do not match. So, one of the keys to doing precision is actually to get your policy as accurate as you possibly can. So you're going to want to make sure everything is reported correctly. So you're not paying premium on acres that you're not actually planting and making sure everything's represented appropriately. So that difference in FSA acres does not matter. And most of the time we actually tell our producers when they go to report to FSA, they can still report the acres that FSA has on file. Certain FSA offices will accept the precision acres. Other ones will want the producer to go through and mark whatever acres are not showing as planted as grass or idle, just so everything's still accounted for.
1: Got it. And Ken, since you're familiar with this, no effect to your any payments that you might get from FSA.
2: Yeah,
0: that's correct.
2: Actually. You've- First year I did precision, we went through all this, and we talked about with my local FSA. As far as what acres report, they stressed to me, "Hey Ken, you are paid on base acres, and there's very few units out there, excuse me, FSA FSNs out there, that the base acres match the physical acres. So being most of the time, they're going to be less, say three, four, five acres less for that uh, for that CLU because of that." the differences we see with precision are not gonna come into play. And so, since you're paid on base, you don't have to worry about these two impacting FSA at all.
1: Great, great. The next frequently asked question that we always get at farmer meetings is, is about loss signals. Uh, Evan, what, we, what recourse do we have if we lose, lose a signal? And, and how frequent does it even happen?
0: Um, it would be mostly area-based that we see signal losses. Um, but it does happen every year. I mean, technology is great when it works, but it's not always perfect. So a lot of times, if you know that producer's having some issues in the field, they're probably gonna give it two phone calls. They can't get that issue resolved. They're just gonna go ahead and plant anyway. But with that signal loss, it's not an issue. We can still use precision on everything that they've got mapped, and then say we've got one field that they forgot to record or they didn't have signal and they just went ahead and planted anyway, we will just report that field with their FSA acres, uh, the traditional method they would be reporting anyway, and we'll go on from there.
1: All right. And last thing here, prevent plant and replant. Obviously, those are not, um, how do they fit into the precision space?
0: So, actually, it works really well with both of those claim types to be doing precision. So. Say you've got a prevent plant claim and you got partial of that field planted. We can go off of your base acres for that field and then see what you got planted. And then we know what was not planted. Same way with replant acres. If they're setting that up in their monitor as a different task when they're going through and replanting, they can actually provide a replant map to that adjuster. So they have exact acres that they replanted when that adjuster comes out. And then it also helps them get a faster claim payment, because as I mentioned a little bit ago, uh, they can actually report those acres before they ever certify at FSA. So the sooner they get those acres reported and on their policy, the sooner the liability attaches and that claim can be paid.
1: Great. Great. I'm even learning stuff here. Uh, Probably the most important frequently asked question that we get uh evan how do how do farmers or agents get started in this process
0: so the best way to get started would be just talk to either your rep or your pts or if you are a producer talk to your agent see if precision something that they're already offering or something they would be interested in learning how to do to help benefit you on your policy and then Once you get that communication out to either the agent, your sales rep, or the PTS, you can go ahead and get a policyholder center account set up for that producer interested in it. They don't even have to be interested in precision to have a policyholder center account. But if we are going to do precision, since that's where all our connections lie, we will need a policyholder center account created to be able to move forward.
1: Awesome. Final thoughts. Ken, do you have anything to share or any uh final thoughts for us? Yeah, I say I've really enjoyed the discussion today.
2: I would as a producer that's done precision for you know going on twelve seasons now with the way it sounds, I highly encourage growers to try and I always want to say if things don't go as you hoped because of whatever situation, always know that you're not locked in, that you always can transition back to the traditional method. So there is there's no cost for it it it's only been a nothing but a positive for operation and i I sure hope uh, producers take the chance to, uh, to try it out it hey, frees good
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just say i sometimes I think we we almost skim over that and we assume everybody knows it's free um but it is uh it, as great of a service as it is it is a free one so Evan, how about you
0: uh I would just i'd kind of like to echo what Ken said. It is a great call out to. Just give it a try. I mean, even if you're not interested in trying it this year, maybe talk to your agent and get a little more information about it. Or if you are an agent and you're wanting to offer this to your producers as another free service, we are spaced out throughout the country. We've got different PTSs located in different areas. So no matter where you're at, we do have somebody that can be fairly local to you. Uh, We can come out and do farmer meetings. We could do meetings over Zoom or Obviously, we can do anything over the phone.
1: All right, Evan, uh, talk to me about somebody that's already using Precision. As we're rolling here into 2022, is there anything new that they need to be aware of when reporting Precision Acres or production with FMH?
0: Um, The only change that we've made would be our My John Deere connection previously was not within our Policyholder Center account. So starting for 2022, our My John Deere connection is within our policyholder center. So those producers will need to set up a policyholder center account and then integrate their My John Deere account with that, which they're really enjoying because it puts the power in their own hands of their precision reporting. And it also gives them the capabilities to view any of their claims documents, adjuster information, and transmit all of their precision data. And then if they have been using precision to report acres in the past, uh, just another good call out for those producers would be making sure they have their monitor set up correctly before they start planting. So making sure they've got their client farm and field structure set up, um, all their offsets are accurate and any updates on that monitor that may be needed to be done are done previous to going to the field. So then that way, they're set up to have the best data possible.
1: Uh, With that, thank you all for joining the FMH InsureCast. Be sure to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform you're using and have a great week. You've been listening to FMH InsureCast. We appreciate you joining us today
0: and would like to hear from you. If you have questions about today's topic or an idea to share for an upcoming podcast, you can contact us at fmhpodcast at fmh.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast is
1: intended for information purposes only. See policy provisions, terms, and conditions for details. Products underwritten by Farmers Mutual Hail Insurance Company of Iowa and its affiliates, West Des Moines, Iowa. Farmers Mutual Hail is an equal opportunity provider.